The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show any day of the week, Monday through Friday, which in today, thank God, is Friday, TGIF. I'm live in studio, Demi Lachey. We shall be having Kwame drop here on the lines here in the next coming seconds. Here's what's on today's lineup for today. Well, we know March is coming up. February is about to end. And you know it's, it's tournament time. So NCAA tourney, we're going to discuss a little bit more. Uh, NBA world, talking Steph Curry. I mean, I think Curry is on a whole nother uh, situation. I, I, like, he's separate from the NBA. So it's like NBA and then Curry news and then the rest of the NBA. But there's some people that's making some noise in this MVP race. So uh, that's starting to get a little tighter, if you ask me. And then also the playoff um, in the Western Conference, we'll discuss a little bit as well. Uh, Colin Kaepernick definitely found... Another way to keep his name in the headlines and him requesting, you know, his agent is free to talk to the NFL world and get him out of town. So we're going to discuss a little bit about that as well. But we're going to get things started off uh, on this beautiful Friday as we speak, as we are live right now. Um, also, that's going on live is the NFL Combine. And I know everyone is tuning in to it. It's been going since about 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh I've been. I picked up a little bit on it this morning. I uh, tried to watch. I saw a couple of old linemen take off on their forties a little bit. I know uh, last couple of days have been, um, you know, the measurement days, the interviews with the quarterbacks, old line, and running backs. They're all in town now. The receivers and DBs are starting to get into Indianapolis and starting their process. So, um, it's an exciting time. I know today's the the drill day, kicking it off. Uh, I think the old linemen are pretty much uh, finished up, and I know the. Running backs are starting to warm up. I know beginning of the show, uh, they were beginning to warm up at that time. So uh, NFL Combine's here. It started. It's on the field. And we should be having Kwame here on the line here. Check in to see if he's here yet. Nah, not sure. Not yet. So going into this thing, going into today's Friday lineup, starting out kicking off with the Combine. Uh some of the old linemen, you know, some big names. I think uh, with the number one overall pick, I think the team pretty much uh, went out and made that comment uh, during, you know, the interview time. The Tennessee Titans spoke out, you know, they're, they're looking for somebody who could protect uh, Marcus Mariota for some time. I mean, that's their that's their go-getter. That's what, you know, the coach, the organization has spoken out on. So I think it's only one name that has really pretty much dropped and significantly just dropped his name depending on, you know, the way he performed. And, you know, he could get outperformed by today and this weekend. Uh, pro days coming up. You know, you never know what can happen. But I think our number one overall pick going into the NFL season would be Larry Tunsil. Laramie, excuse me. Laramie Tunsil coming out of uh, good old Mississippi. And, I mean, this guy is no question, I think, the best athletic offensive uh, product on the offensive line that's coming into the draft. Um, this guy, he, he's been dominating that position not only as an offensive tackle, but also you know in the SEC world for for years. You know, for the past couple of seasons, um, he's been dominant as position. And you know, for a guy like Marcus Mariota, you you do need some protection. You do need you know some significant help, and you know you need, you need a producer from day one. And I think attacking that offensive line is the go-to. Uh, deal to happen especially you know for the titans and where the organization lands at right now i mean they need they, they need a whole showcase of movement and i think their defense played you know pretty sound uh the last couple of years but they're, they're just going to get better they're a young bunch and i know they're going to keep growing with that defensive front so i wouldn't really focus on that defense too much they just struggle scoring the football they don't have a lot of playmakers on the offensive end um 
guys are coming in and out of town, especially, you know, you have a chance to compete in the AFC South, which I think is the weakest division in the NFL. So getting a young core group together to build off of, you know, you, you got to start day one with the quarterback. And I think they've done that. I think they found their man. I think they found their guy and uh, Marcus Mariota. And, you know, with him being the number two overall pick in the draft, you got to keep building off that. You you got to keep, you know, warming it up and uh, you got to grow from it. So now it's time to attack that offensive line. Now it's time to build, you know, that, that core front in front of you. So therefore, you know, it it can be solidified up front because that's where the game is won. That's where the game is lost is all up front in the trenches. And if your quarterback's not standing upright like an Andrew Luck, you're you're not going to win too many games. It's not going to be a successful season. Your team are going to get down. And to build, you know, the camaraderie, to, to build that, that new uh, formula of winning, you know, you got to start in the trenches. Picking up an offensive lineman and offensive tackle with Larry Tunsil, I mean, that's a huge pick. I mean, he's a leader on the field, off the field. I mean, this guy, he, he's hes prototypically built. He looked like he just came from a scientific factory. And, you know, he, he, he balls out. You know, he plays tremendous football, uh, leading Mississippi, and, you know, don't give up too many sacks, has great footwork. And, you know, if you tune in until you get a chance to, like, literally see some more videos on it, some more film, please tune in. I mean, this guy is the – future of offense alignment you know if what we're looking for what we're looking towards obviously you know a big body but you got to have a guy that's strong and endurance who can do it for a while who can get out and run and you know with a guy like Marcus Mariota who can get out and exploit himself um you know it's it's a great deal to build that on so I hope they, they go along with that pick you know what I mean I think it's a safe pick by going offensive line in the first round that's always a safe choice and you know you but you got to produce from day one you know going with that number one overall pick but some other bigger names you know that's being talked about obviously it's running back day as well so uh last i think um yeah well last time uh last year at this time you know the 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 chris johnson uh record was almost uh broken several times people were getting close and today you know, hoping to see, you know, someone else gets close. I think this is a, a huge, deep running back class. I think it's a uh, – I think it's a lot of – more of a bigger running back class than, you know, than you're used to seeing, like, these little scat backs and coming through the draft. And, you know, the NFL combine, they always try to put about one or two guys who not only played college football, also did, you know, uh, track and field as well. So to see guys, you know, test out that, that record time. You know, I think that's why a lot of people tune in today. Uh, for the weekend, for the combine period, uh, why they put it on this big, you know, echelon of must-see TV um, because it's the NFL, but also to see who can, you know, break that time, who could break the next record. You know, uh, Byron Jones broke out the uh, broad jump last year. You know, now he has the highest broad jump in NFL history, and uh, you know, you want to see guys get after that vertical jump. So. Uh, with the running back position, I mean, obviously Chris Johnson set the tone for the running back position, but there's been some guys who've been flirting around with it. And, you know, some bigger names, you know, Derrick Henry will be uh, participating as well today. You got uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, and then you got my favorite running back coming out of Utah, Devontae Booker. Uh, so it, they're all on display. And then, of course, you know, we talked about the kid out of Auburn. And, you know, we get to see how he performed. I know I gave him a, you know, I, I can't wait to see. I think he has the biggest um, upside, and he has to be the bigger performer throughout the weekend. So, you know, uh, that he get his chance today. He get to start it off today, kick it off, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. So, Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, I know we got a late start, but we are going to kick it to this first break. After the break, we're going to get things going and continue about the NFL Combine. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, Demery Lachey, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're getting a jump start to the 2016 deer season this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And here's the lineup. Bill Gorman of L.L. Bean's Guide to the Outdoors. Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bowhunting. And growing deer TV's Dr. Grant Woods will all weigh in on the current whitetail status and need to prep to have a successful fall harvest. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This is Frank Sanders, former player with the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey and Doug Brimmer, the number one sports talk show in Phoenix, Arizona. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Sitting here live on this beautiful Friday. Demery Lachey is here in studio. Should be having Kwame Lasseter here calling in very soon, like I was discussing during the first segment. I mean, we had some a couple difficulties to kick the show off today, but uh, we are, you know, back live in effect, so we're going with a full segment around with this round. Sorry for the delay, but, you know, it's Friday. You know, we'll get things going and get things fixed up. So, uh, you know, talking about the combine, and I know right now the running backs are definitely hitting the field and starting to uh, put on display, but some of the bigger names, you know, to, to take a look at for sure. Uh, like I said before, Heisman running back, Heisman winner, Derrick Henry will be on display, Devontae Booker, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, just some of the bigger names. And then this kid out of uh, Louisiana Tech, you know, I I think he's a, he's the one that's, that's supposed to be the speed back, you know, who could or can flirt with the Chris Johnson time. Uh, they're saying, you know, watch out for his, his, uh, his performance because, you know, you know, the combine, you know, is really not that relevant, I think, as far as, you know, being drafted and being looked at, you know, on that next level. It's all about the film you produce. And my take on this is all about, you know, your explosiveness. So how explosive can you show? If you have an injury that's been lingering for the, for the past couple of years, couple of months, uh, and, you know, the head coaches, the GMs want to see you perform. You know, can you perform um, under, you know, fighting through an injury or if it's just a little – you know, just a little injury that you can get through if you're just hurting in some areas. You know, how can you fit? How can you fight through that? How could you? How are you performing through that? You know, is there any letdown, any letback from what we've seen on film, or have you gotten better? Have you lost a couple pounds, lost a couple of weight? You know, this is the time to see it. This is that that day to see it. And this guy Kenneth Dixon. You know, I want to see the way he performed. I know last year he burst on the scene, ran for 11.94, 27 touchdown season. Uh, that was back in 2012, but last year he had 11-20, excuse me, and 18 touchdowns. So, I mean, he's been producing for quite some time now. So now I got to see, you know, if he can put it all the way together. How can he perform? I think he needs to put on a great performance as well. Uh, this guy, Jordan Howard, out of Indiana, out of IU, uh, he burst on the scene after transferring from uh, UAB, had a phenomenal uh, sophomore year at Indiana, uh, definitely came on the scene after, you know, coming up behind Tevin Coleman. You know, Tevin Coleman left town, was the first round, uh, excuse me, second round pick into the Atlanta Falcons organization. So that was a running back pretty drafted kind of kind of early, you know, in this, in this day and era. You know, running backs you're not used to seeing being drafted so high, but he was a legitimate starter for the Falcons going into the season. And, you know, he definitely got per- surpassed up after an injury. But, you know, this guy Jalen Howard came in, uh, for his three years, you know, he put up over 3,600 yards, you know, 24 touchdowns on just 647 carries. So uh, his stat line is phenomenal. You know, it's there on paper. You know, he did play for Indiana. So, of course, you know, if you got a pretty good uh, prospect, you know, you're going to touch the ball a lot of times. So now it's time to see, you know, how does he how does these times fit up against, you know, the bigger, the other running backs? I mean, the guy has good size, 6'1", 230 pounds. I think he will fit well. Obviously, he has the NFL prototypical body type, and I think he'll fit in well in whichever organization pulls that trigger. But, you know, now you got to see him test well. Now it's time to see, you know, that 40 time. 
Uh, I think that would be huge on his aspect and his three cone drill work. You know, can this big guy move? Can he, you know, is he be able to move? I'm not comparing him to a Tevin Coleman, but obviously, you know, he, he's gotten the same coaching, the same background coming out of college. And now it's time to see it, th- that perform. Can he perform on a Derrick Henry, on Ezekiel Elliott type level? Because him and Elliott are about the same size, pound for pound. You know, how does he compare up with the national champion, the former national champion, Ezekiel Elliott? And coming out of Ohio State, you know, this is where you get to see those you know, smaller school guys. That's more important to them, you know, not your household names. This is a more important display of like, hey, I, I, I need to be here, too. You know, I, I should be here, too. If you were just picking out numbers, if you're a numbers guy, then take a look at mine as well. So um, I, I get excited for running back day, you know, to see these guys go through so many drills, certain drills, to see the hands, you know, because they don't get to display a lot of that during um, your college time. You know, you get a lot of a lot of guys, you know, don't get a lot of catches. I know the, the kid we talked about yesterday, I mean, he only had 11 receptions, I believe, throughout his whole career in college so far, even though it's only been two years. But, you know, 11 catches is not much to say about, you know, in such a big passing league and that we uh, – put ourselves in now in today's era of football um you know i gotta see you come out the backfield see if you can catch the ball see if you're able to be dynamic enough you know to catch the ball at the backfield if we need to go down to our last check down see if you can make that play make that catch and get some yak after that because that's that's the killer in, in today's era of football you know you look at uh like new england patriots of course tom brady you can't even name a household name running back in that system you know there's no big name guy but they they hold such an impact for the Patriots. You know, you have to worry about that check down, that fourth guy, fifth guy, you know, in the route combination of him getting open. And you got to it, – it's something that's taken over, you know, as of late. Like, you don't need a big guy name, but if this guy can perform all all the way around, you know, if you're all-around performer, he can do everything, that's the guy that you want to go for. That's the guy who can – you know, pressure push put you through that next you know echelon of era of getting into their playoff standpoint. That offensive attack, you know, you can keep attacking with a guy coming out of the backfield who can make some dang on plays. So that's what I'm. You know, that's what I look towards. You know, who can catch the ball? Who's you know who's going to be able to get move? You know, movements on the route combinations and you know see where they're at. So I think it's a great deal that you know all these guys are definitely performing and. uh we get a chance to see the whole echelon of performance, not just I just want to see the 40. Because it's, it's, it's not about that. You know, it's, it's not about, you know, who runs the fastest 40, who, who puts out the best bench press. It's about what do I see on film and how can I collate that to see what I'm seeing in person. You know, how, can, how does that work well with one another? And, you know, that's what you got to look for. So, you know, some of the bigger running back names, like I said, we talked about Peyton Barber, who I think – He's going to kick it off because obviously they go by name order, um, alphabetical order. So Peyton Barber, the kid from Auburn, who, you know, has storyline about the mother coming out and having his mother homeless. And, you know, he's coming out early and he has a lot to prove, I think, still. I mean, as much as everyone else, but uh, because of that storyline that's that so special, you know, that catches our heart and put us in the NFL world, now it's time to go to the business aspect. And, you know, we got to follow up on that. So I want to see this guy. I want to see him perform. You know, I don't, like I said, I didn't watch too many Auburn games. Um, they've been pretty disappointing. Um, the last couple of years, they've been ranked so high coming into a season. But then, you know, they're nowhere to be heard and until the, uh, you know, to the bowl game. They always find a way to get a bowl game and then they blow out whichever team. So I, I want to see that guy, you know, perform. I want to see uh, Alex Collins. They say he was hands down the best running back coming into the SEC out of Arkansas. Um, you know, I want to see how his times, you know, line up with everyone else's. Kenyon Drake, speedster out of Alabama, if you need a return guy. Like I said, a shifty guy out the backfield. I want to see, you know, his hands performance and him and Kenneth Dixon, you know, how can they change the game, you know, not just from being a bigger running back, but being a smaller back and how could you change the game like a Deion Lewis, you know, for the Patriots. So, you know, some, some bigger names I'm excited to see. Um, Kid Gronkowski, Gronk's younger brother. Uh, he'll be performing with the running backs as well because obviously that'll be his given position with the running back or like a fullback position, whatever it may be. But, you know, we get to see him perform finally. You know, is does he have the hands like Gronk? Does he have the impact? Can he work hard? Does he like to compete like Gronk? 
And then um, obviously Arizona native, but UCLA coming out of UCLA, Paul Perkins. Uh, you know, his name been trending ever since I got in town, and he's been none but you know short of uh, greatness. So coming out of UCLA, he's a great player. He runs hard. He, he obviously you know he could do a lot. He's done a lot for UCLA, and now it's going to be great to see him perform in Indianapolis today. So yeah, those are some of the, just some of the bigger names, but also in, in the NFL. Uh, we'll get back to the professional part for the guys who are in the league. This guy, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he's making, he's been making headlines since day one, since he became a starter, obviously. Phenomenal player for a couple years, and then everything just dropped off, I believe, in the past two seasons. But last year, you know, I, I don't want to say I, I want to give him a pass because as a quarterback, you got to step up as a leader. You know, you got to lead your troops no matter what situation you're under. Um, ask a guy like Drew Brees, you know, who's been through some tough situations back in San Diego, and now he's, you know, living the most of it in uh, New Orleans. But this guy Kaepernick, man, I want to see, you know, where this story takes off at. You know, he's finally given permission, or his agent getting permission to shop around from the 49ers organization. Does he really deserve a pass from last season? I think so. You know, you get a guy who gets a head coach who no one expected, no one heard of <clears throat> as a head coach. You know, he's been a part of the organi- organization for some time now, but at the same time, what organization are the 49ers presenting? I mean, we're not looking at the Niners back in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. It, that, that 49ers team is no longer, you know, and they've gotten close back to it when Kaepernick took over with Harbaugh still there. They had a great team, phenomenal defense. Um, some great playmakers on the offensive end, Frank Gore, some great leaders throughout the team. And all of that have just came to, you know, just a bomb. It's just been a bombshell. And it exploded. And, you know, they don't even know who's going to be in their locker room. Everyone's retiring early and per se due to some um, injuries or, you know, looking for their future and their careers they're worried about. So guys are starting to pull the trigger early there. Uh, you know, it's not just one or two. It's literally like several guys are doing it. They finally got rid of uh, the big, you know, the the poison on their defensive side. The, the kid get kept getting in and out of trouble. Uh, they finally moved on from him. I mean, but having that in your locker room for quite some time, and then seeing this guy play, um, even McDonald, the other uh, defensive tackle. I mean, seeing these guys play who got into some trouble. You know, that, that puts something, you know, that doesn't make your organization look too well. It's not a good feeling. I don't know what is being, you know, talked about, what's being moved around in that organization, but it's it, it's pretty shameful right now. So I don't blame Kaepernick for wanting to get out of town. But as a leader, you know, you want to, you know, stick around for the new movement, the new changes. I get it. But when you've been through some tough stuff already and you perform at the best when there everything is clicking and going right, uh, you will want that to keep surrounding you. But if it's not being talked about, if you're bringing in a guy like Chip Kelly who's not promised, because, you know, the NFL guys, they talk. You know, everybody has, you know, they have that player, you know, formula where everyone, you know, what's ever going through the grapevine, we don't have to put it out in the media, but we know one another through college days, high school, growing up. Everyone talks. Everyone knows, gets together, foundations, whatever it may be, events. They talk about it. You know, with Chip Kelly being a big name in the NFL Pretty sure the Eagle guys have gotten in contact with the 49ers and vice versa. You know, this is what he's expecting. It's what he wants. It's been talked about probably all season. So I don't blame a guy like, you know, Kaepernick wanting to get out of town. So after the break here, we're going to discuss a little bit more about, you know, where could Kaepernick go, uh, what his agents, some of the teams that he's looking at, you know, that's on my mind. I've made a little list of which teams, you know, I could see him going to, being a leader for. So, after the break here, yeah, we'll discuss more of that. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey, and we'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show. It is NFL Combine Weekend. It's being kicked off here on this beautiful Friday. And it's pretty cold in Indy, so I don't know if it's that beautiful right now. It's pretty snowy as well. So, uh, But if you out there get a chance to you know, stick your head downtown, um, around in that area of Circle City, go check out, you know, the combine, if you get a chance, I mean, it's, it's a fun sighting. It's a fun uh, performing stage, and it's all about, you know, chasing the, it's all about numbers. It's all about chasing the number, who get the bigger number, who get the quickest, fastest number. So it's a fun deal if you like to see that type of competition, but it has, on my end of it, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, the way the draft was going to go at the end of the day. Some guys may get a chance to jump. Some guys get a chance to to fall down, you know depending on their numbers and what it may be. So uh, if you get a chance that when you're out there, please go go check it out. If not, check it out on NFL Network all day. You know, they're going to be talking about it, replaying it all single every day, going into more detail and aspects about it. Uh, but in the second segment here, you know, we were discussing about Colin Kaepernick. And with his name being relevant once again, in the NFL world and NFL news, he's finally getting, or his agent is finally getting the privilege in which, you know, we all seen this coming, to go talk to other teams. And, you know, I'm, I'm when this situation first popped up, what first came to mind was, you know, what, what would inspire this to, you know, occur? You get a guy, you get a head coach who is now, you know, move, moving out of town, who's not really, you know, was not talked about as a, uh, long-term deal, you just throw him in, and then he's out. He gets fired, you know, prior during the season, and then you bring a guy in like Chip Kelly. So I'm just thinking, like, what what would inspire this guy to literally, first of all, speak out and saying, yo, I'm out of town, I'm gone, literally within about a week of the hiring Chip Kelly. You're the quarterback, you're the leader. So I'm just, you know, taken back, like, why would a guy do that, you know? But then, of course, I started to think, okay, we know what ship he wrecked in Philadelphia. You know he didn't get along with the players too well. But, you know, there was never no speculation about the quarterback relationship, especially between him and Bradford or him and Sanchez. You didn't really hear too much, you know, about, you know, how the relationship was and towards his quarterbacks, at least. I mean, some of the leaders and the way he leads, you didn't hear too much about that with, with Chip Kelly. But obviously, you know, the way he – controls an environment a team's culture you know he's not a culture guy you know he's all about himself I think that's pretty explanatory the way he explains himself in you know certain media outlets conferences um, conversations you hear interviews of Chip Kelly he's a very selfish person you know if it's not his way then it's the highway so that could play a part then you have guys retiring in and out of the NFL uh you know, guys just not want to be in San Francisco, period. You know, once you come in with a group or you solidify yourself and, you know, you, you play well with certain individuals, all of a sudden those guys are starting to get out of town. You get a whole new coaching scheme, whole new coaching uh, coaches that's coming in, period. You know, giving you a different voice or maybe has a different opinion about things. You don't even know who's going to be in town, who's going to be out of town. I don't know what happened with the 49ers organization. Literally, this team went to three conference championships in a row. And now it's, it's nothing to be said. It's nothing to play about, uh, nothing to play for, to talk about from their past couple of years. It's, these past two years have been hor- horrendous. You know, it's been horrific. It's, it's been terrible. I, I, 
I can't. I don't even like watching the 49ers anymore. I used to be excited to see what Colin Kaepernick was going to do on a Sunday, or you know, Monday night. I want. I like to see that defense fly around. And now those guys just look so lost, and you just don't see that same swagger that they had the past couple of years. They had an intimidation on the NFL. It was like the Seahawks. You don't want to play, or you know, you want to play. You want to get your best shot, but you know, you have to literally play to your best on that given day. No mistakes. And the 49ers was that team as well. You did not want to play, you know, the 49ers. You did not want, you had to play literally to, you know, to the team. You couldn't mess up too many. You couldn't have too many mistakes against this team because they will make you, they'll make you eat it. You know, they'll make you hurt for making mistakes. And now I, they gone literally complete 360 from that. You know, it's, it's just been literally flipped right upside down. And where are they headed to now? We don't know. Guys don't even want to stay in town. Guys are literally putting their careers to rest because of what situation. I mean, obviously you can obviously go to injuries and worried about their health issues. Okay, I get it. But when it's guy after guy after guy, I mean, it's literally something that's being talked about in the locker room. It's literally the GM, the heck, the coaching staff, who's ever on board, the owner, player personnel. You don't even know what's going on. You don't even know what's being talked about inside your culture. And it's starting at the top where you guys don't even don't even know your players. You know, it seemed like you don't even know what's on their mind. What's their future? You know, this is their job. This is, you know, without these guys on the field, you have no team to put out, to protest, you know, to put out and fight, you know, to keep money in your pocket, to keep, you know, the, the team relevant. And if you're not helping the team, especially some of the leaders, some of the top stars of the team, I guess you could say, uh, they're going to find another way to get out. So, you know, coming around in a whole 360 here, I do understand now of why Kaepernick is ready to go. I do understand, you know, why his agent is thirsty to get this guy out of town because it's some it's some quarterback positions on some playoff potential teams that's just about, you know, about one or two starting quarterbacks away from making that happen. And Colin Kaepernick, in which now he's been very successful, he's been to three NFC uh, championship games in his career. He's 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 a career veteran. I mean, he he knows the game, and I think it's some other playoff potential teams that he can join. We do have Kwame here on the segment. Kwame, thanks for calling in. Thanks for joining. In. I know you on the road and on the outskirts of town a little bit, and you about to get out of town as well. So thanks for calling in. Welcome into the show. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I've been trying to call in, but a lot of static. Something's going on, but finally, finally got a chance to get in here. Get it called in. Yeah, I think they they've been moving around different uh, computers. I guess they got a new computer on board, and uh, right. <laughs> that that's been the situation. So yeah, it's been a late start, but you know we're gonna keep this thing rolling on this Friday. So uh, I know you're headed off to Indianapolis. I know we I discussed that pretty much throughout the first and half of the second segment about the combine and some of the participants. Definitely today. And is there anyone like you looking forward to? Uh, on today's performance with the running backs on the O line, or uh, that you're looking forward to this weekend period? No, running backs on the O line. No, I really want to see Caden, uh, the guy uh, coming out early. I want to see uh, how folks he is because he made it a point to come out for his uh, personal reasons. I just want to see how he come out here and handle this like a business situation. Other than that, I'm just going to be out there enjoying what these guys doing, having a great opportunity to and changing their lives and the situation financially or uh, changing their lives geographically uh, where they're going to be or where they might end up be. Me coming from Virginia, and I live out here in Arizona. Right. Because uh, the football changed all that. It could have been Kansas, but football does change uh, everything about you. It exposes everything about you as well. So one of the things I'd be looking for is how these guys come up to one of the biggest opportunities in their lives and how they handle it. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. It is, it is that time of exposure. It is the time to see, you know... <laughs> see how certain guys uh, if they can handle the bright lights and you know you're away from your college teammates the guys you've been around the last you know two three four years uh, some of them five years you know so it's, it's time to put on your display as you yourself you know what makes you think you could fit you know um, numbers wise in, in the NFL so it is a, a time to definitely hit the exposure button so that's an exciting time uh other news, you know, I was just, just discussing about Colin Kaepernick, his agent finally uh, getting a case where he can hit the hit the roads, hit the, hit the certain teams, organizations to see, you know, who 
where he can Colin Kaepernick fit in. You know, I think with a, um, I don't think there's a more of a franchise leading NFL draft class like in the quarterback position like it was last season with Mariota and Jameis Winston. I mean, I think there was just a for sure these guys are ready from day one, and they proved that. They showed that last season uh, to an extent, but. You know, I don't see a guy like that coming in this season. Golf, Paxson, you know, bigger names, Carson Wentz down the road, yes. But it's a time where Colin Kaepernick, I think he could fit in somewhere else. You know, if it, if there's a team out there, you know, like the uh, like the Houston Texans or the Cleveland Browns who want to take that shot and get that chance with him, um, I think it's that time now, you know. I think it's a great time for him to do the shopping. There's nothing that's going on in San Francisco right now. It's being, you know... It's been pretty just just terrible, you know. Last couple of years, coming off three championships in a row, AFC championship or NFC championships, you know, where what's a good fit for him? You know, is is it like a Dallas? Is it even staying in the division to the LA Rams now? Because LA is a nice place to be, to be honest with me. You know, that would be a place I would want to go. You know, from the get go, yeah. especially a guy like Kaepernick. Kaepernick doesn't have to find a place where he can call home. Uh, I'm surprised that San Fran is. Is in that place, but we understand what took place with the turmoil in the owners uh, and, and uh, Jim Harbaugh. What happened with that situation? Uh, because Jim Harbaugh is the one who put him in that position because uh, he took the job. But not only did he got the job, took the position, but he led these guys to uh, a pretty good situation by going to a Super Bowl. So he, the guy knows what he's doing. He knows definitely where he's. Uh, uh, his future is not going to be in San Francisco. So he needs to find a nice home where he can get his gun. Right. And I don't I think, think he's he done. Has, he has knowledge of the game. He has knowledge of the game. It just fit perfectly. Um, you mentioned Dallas, but they love Tony Romo so much, but I just can't see that happening. Uh, right. Maybe Cleveland. Um, oh, man, that's, that's probably about six legitimate teams where he can go yeah. and be successful. Yeah. It's playoff contentional teams that I can see him fitting in, you know, right away. And even now, being the likes of Philadelphia, maybe Washington, who was in the playoffs, you know, it's teams out there that I can see uh, Kaepernick going to. And like you said, like, I don't think we give enough enough praise to where Kaepernick has came from. He came in young, under hardball, very successful, three, you know, three NFC Championship games, uh, like literally making comebacks, playoff wins, uh, season, you know, seasonal veteran. I'm like, you just hit, you just hit on something. I'm actually like I'm like in Washington. Yeah, Washington's not bad. Washington, I think he hit it yeah, or maybe Denver. You know, with that defense, he's he's used to playing with a great defense. We've seen the way he can play with a with a defense on his back. So, I you know I will Kaepernick is still valuable to me. You know, so many people are ready to put him down. Oh, he's not you know uh, legit anymore. He's not on that upper echelon level. I think he still has it. Like, literally, you got to take a step back, and there was nothing going on in San Francisco at all that was in favor of him, like, in his success. You look at the success coming from Cam yeah. Newton, you know, with having a running quarterback who can be a dual threat, you can get to the championship game. You can, you know, get there without having a guy throw for, you know, 4,000-plus yards or you know, if he can do some things on his feet as well, it makes it so much more dynamic. And Colin Kaepernick, who who's still pretty healthy, and yeah, I watched this guy work yeah. out. You know, I watched him work out prior to the season, and I thought he was. I mean, he was determined. His focus. There was a lot of other quarterbacks, Tyrod and those guys. Right. They were out there at Exos, uh, and they were working out with with a purpose. They wasn't just out there throwing the football. They, they were passing the football. Uh, they was making plays, uh, uh, precise throws, uh, pristine passes. So they were looking good, and they worked out hard. And then, you know, always quarterbacks got to take their shirts off, but you got a nice little body to, after all that hard work, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with showing it. But I thought he worked out how prior to the season. So if he lands somewhere, I think he, he's going to be healthy. We know that. Right. He'll be one of the healthiest quarterbacks out there, having not played about nine or ten games. Yeah. He'll have to be in bench. Exactly. Playing gapper. Exactly. He's just frustrated, man. He's trying to find somewhere. And you know, he, this – Thing was going to be pulled, you know, this trigger was going to be pulled uh, when he was in San Francisco, when he got benched, you know, that, that anger was building up and ready for him to get out of town. So, uh, you know, you got to take that consideration as well. Like, this guy has been waiting to get out of there. Like you said, he's been benched. Right. I, didn't even, I didn't even make that aspect. I didn't even 
think about that part of it. Like when you when you being benched and you've been very successful for this team, this organization, you took a pay cut. You know, like you giving teams back for them to go out and get free agents, and nothing has came your way. Now you got a guy like Chip Kelly coming to town. Yeah, it's time for me to go. I'll go to Houston. Oh, absolutely. Chip Kelly's going to. Um, I don't. I don't. I can't see. Must have dropped him off the line, but you, Kwame, you still there? I'm here. Can All right. Me? Yeah, you dropped a little bit. Now I can. Yep. Oh, okay. No, I'll say Chip Kelly's not gonna do anything for him. You know, after the after the backlash, anyway, when you leave a certain place, everybody has something to say. That's why I'm not a fan of people who bite their tongue. Now they say Chip Kelly was not trying to put a good team together down in Philadelphia. He was just using his offense to show that it works in the NFL, and we saw that it worked for a second. But these defensive coordinators are too smart to allow him to run some uh, college offense that he thought was going to work on every play, high-power, fast offense. It was nothing high-power about it. Right. It was just fast. Now, uh, in Chip Kelly's situation, well, and um, Kaepernick's situation, it, it is time for him to move on. There's no question, no doubt about it. Yeah. Chip Kelly's not going to he's not gonna do anything to put him in our offense because he likes what he likes. He likes control. He don't want anybody to come back to him. All the things you say, even though the guys on the field have more knowledge of the game than most of these coaches do. Yeah. So it could be a problem in San Fran. Yeah. I mean, Chip Kelly, if you want to literally start everything over, kind of like you did in Philadelphia, San Francisco, they already done that for you a little bit. Now it's time to put these pieces together. And Colin Kaepernick, you, you need to get that out of town. If he don't want to be in town, then don't. You know, move on from. Him. Don't try to force him to stay there. He's, he's very like he's frustrated. He, you know, the quarterback is like your point guard. If your point right. guard, and you have the uh, you have the man of the year in uh, Anquan Bolden, Walter right. Payton man of the year. Uh, so you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff coming back for you. Just depending on how Chip Kelly's going to work. He may have a lot of guys disgruntled the way he coaches, or maybe he learned from how to uh, bow down like Tom Coughlin did in New York Giants, and then they end up winning the Super Bowl eventually. Right. But maybe he's learned that. It's not always his way or the highway. It's his way, and then it's him hitting the highway. If yep. he don't take the uh, information he gets from the players coming off the field. Yeah. No, no question. No question. Uh, jumping over to the NBA world, because, you know, we're going to skip this last break uh, for this last segment. We only got about a 10 minutes left. But, you know, it took away about 10 minutes of our time, so we back on for this last 10 minutes. So, NBA world. Last night, you know, the stars were out. The two top three best teams in the Western Conference all played last night on the road. Uh, Stephen Curry once again. I mean, this guy, phenomenal. 51 points uh, against the Orlando Magic. He made it look so so stepperless. That's that's the new term they're using now, by the way, stepperless. I mean, it's he's it, it making it look so easy. 51 points, 46 after three quarters. Uh, they, they ended up blowing out, uh, pulling away at the end there against uh, Orlando, a young team that's still trying to get it together. But, uh, you know, Steph Curry, I mean, hands down, you know, the MVP race is being talked about as well. But the one game I tuned into last night for sure um, was between the Houston Rockets and the Portland Trailblazers because this guy, Damian Lillard, just put up five games, you know, um, five games in a row, 30 points or more. Uh, his last five out of six games now last night he got the 23 points but uh in the first half I, I i haven't watched too many damon lillard games i know they're in the playoff hunt they're in the playoff race and in western conference i actually tuned in to watch you know i gotta see what what, what lillard is really all about this season and honestly he, he's on he's on par with with the curry performance i mean he doesn't knock down as many shots of course like this guy make it look so easy with the confidence he's playing with but he's close kwame I mean, this, this guy Lillard is really, really close. You know, it's I, I looked at it as you know it's Westbrook and Curry at the top, but Lillard is is penciling his name in there for sure. Yeah, you, know, you got a guy who can who's potent like that, and they chose to get rid of Aldridge instead of uh, Lillard. Uh, this guy uh, makes plays; he's a playmaker. He's out there; those guys follow him. Uh, he's on par with Curry, but the one thing Curry has is a complete thing. So when Damian Lillard right. gets that. It's, it's lights out for Portland. When Kerry, when uh, Lillard gets there, it's gonna be lights out in Portland. Yeah, and then you can start getting those top three agents. Right, exactly. So, um, hopefully, you know, he put on display uh, these last couple games. I know last night he struggled a little bit, especially in the second half. Once you know Trevor Reza started to guard him, but 
on the other side, on the other end of the court, you know, you had James Harden who put up forty six last night, and you know, they they talking about he he is the man in Houston. He has a say so. He's almost like the Kobe Bryant s of the Houston Rockets, where you know everything goes through him. Conversation about. Uh, rumors been talked about that he was behind Dwight Howard getting out of town and also having a firing of Kevin McHale earlier this season. You know, he didn't like, I guess, rumor is he didn't like playing under Kevin McHale. So, they, I guess the Houston Rockets are following Harden's way now. You know, you, you, you're following the beard. It's what, uh, it's what happened in L.A. What are you going to take? Shaquille, or are you going to get a guy at Colbert who's more versatile? Shaquille, most dumb, one of the most dominant guys to play in that paint. But you got Colby who can move all over the court. Uh, so it's kind of the same situation in Houston with um, Howard and um, yeah, and um, what's my what's the guy name? Hardy. The beard, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the beard. Yeah. But um, it's that same situation, and both of them trying to get each other out. It's a shame that Howard's so soft, as big as he is, and right. as good as he could be, he could be a future Hall of Famer. But when when you take you get a Kevin uh, McHale out of the out of the game. And you don't learn anything from him. That is your fault. Right. That has nothing to do with the coaching. Uh, it's your fault, and you just took that opportunity. Go work with uh, Akeem Olajuwon. That's what Kobe did, and Kobe is a he's a one, two, and three. Yeah. Well, he Dwight, goes, he gonna work with the best, one of the best, arguably the best centers in the game. Yeah. Dwight Howard ever, ever played the game. Dwight Howard tried that. You know, he tried. I've seen him. You know, get with Olajuwon, especially when he first came to Houston. You know, being a former Rocket, mm-hmm. of course you're gonna call up and try to work out with Olajuwon, but. It, it ain't working. It ain't happening. Um, it's yeah. time to definitely move on. With that movement happening back in like 2000 and what, 2003, 2004, um, when Shaq got out of town, um, right. it was obvious, you know, this is starting to go into a guard-oriented league. And I think the discussion, the argument was like, it's a big man dominant uh, league right now. At that time it was, but it was starting to transition into a guard-dominant league. So you had to stick with a guy like Kobe, and now, and where the NBA is now, you got to have a you know a combo guard who can do it all, like a Curry, like a Lillard, like a James Harden, you know, who can just do a, a you know a ton of stuff. You may not get like a LeBron James, but you can get something like it at a guard position who can do so much around the court, especially and, and be a, a threat on the offensive end at all times. I mean, I, this guy dropped like twenty points in a row last night, in the third quarter. Like it was, they were down twenty-one points. And it was all about James Harden, who brought this team back offensively, and Dwight Howard's just there. It's like, yeah, we can we can get anyone there, but the the one thing that I saw at the end of the game, Damian Lillard found time to go over to Dwight Howard to shake his hand to dap him up, because he obviously he's shopping. Damian Lillard is shopping for a big man. You know, I, I like I like him and McCollum in the backcourt, but to see him go over to Howard, it's like, hey, like, hey, the door is open. You know, you come and get this money. You know, you see me playing so hard, come join me. If not, I don't think uh, Howard will fit in anywhere. He he he, he don't have it in him. You know, he here's the deal. I don't think about Dwight Howard. He should have never left Orlando. No, I mean, you had a place where you could you could have draw attention to uh, free agency to guys that wanted to come there and play with you. Uh, you just not that guy. You not he, he's not a more of a he's not that alpha male that we talk about. He's not he's not that guy that's gonna take take it say, give me the ball, we'll win the game. If not, I'll find a way to pass it. And he's a good big passer as a big man. But I don't think you can't be traveling all over the league to multiple teams and I know you gotta find a home but it's something to deal with you and not those teams at some point right. that nobody really can play with you or you can't play with them. Because you have a problem with wanting to be the man, but you don't have that leadership skill to be the man. Right. No, I, I, I agree with that. And you, you can't shop around for a championship either, if that's even in his mindset. Like, it, it doesn't look like. Like, he, last night, I saw they were down by, like, 15 at halftime, and he was, like, smiling, walking off the court with the same old Dwight Howard smile. And I'm just like, oh, you're down by 15. Like, come on. Um, right. He's, he's an idiot. Yeah. Definitely staying in Orlando, especially with the pieces they have now. I think Dwight Howard would have been a perfect fit, but he didn't want it. Like you say, he didn't want to be that alpha male. They told him, like, you're going to be the man here. You trying to go to L.A. and do something you've never done before. Like, you're going to you're not going to succeed. You know, that's Kobe. <laughs> that's Kobe's world. Like, <laughs> he, he going to make sure, like, you going if you want to be a punk, he'll treat you like a punk, you know? Right, right. So, when you see, and when you see him 15 points down and still got that smile on his face, like everything's going to be okay. Well, it's not going to be okay because the end result is when you guys start losing games. They, they was able to pull one out, but 
when you got that smile on your face and you down 15, come on, you're playing against these guys who are trying to get in the playoffs. This is strictly business. You can smile in a locker room around your friends, but it's, it's game time. You got That's when you clock in. It's business. It should yeah. be the whole business at that point. No question. No question, but... I know the MVP talk, you know, obviously I think it's a run, another runaway year for Curry, but keep your eyes on Damian Lillard. I finally got the chance and time to see this man play last night. If he stick around and get these guys to the playoffs, he is my number two behind uh, Steph Curry in the MVP race. And this guy didn't even touch the NBA All-Star. Not even an All-Star. Still not even an NBA yeah, All-Star. But I guarantee... These guys, always, these guys always got a chip on their shoulders. You know, he, he was an All-Star, which was amazing to me. How that was even possible. One of the best in the league at what he does. And he's not an All-Star. So I thought some coach would pull him up because that's what happens with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, I think AFC, NFC uh, coach, the division coach, you coach that game. You bring guys in who deserve to be in. See, the voting is too much in the wrong people. Portland's a small market. Mm-hmm. The voting's in the wrong people's hands. When you, when you put too much emphasis on no fans picking players, they just fans. They don't know what's going on. They don't know the dynamics and you know, where he's taking his team and he don't have Aldridge anymore, so everybody's keying on him. He can be double teamed, but he's finding a way to knock down 30 points uh, five straight times. And so that's, you just can't do that in the league. And I, and I thought there was, should be more parity in the league when these guys, when you look when you look across the ticker and you see multiple guys having 40-plus games. I, I thought that was ridiculous. I said, we're having to the team ball anymore, but when you're a star, you're a star. And that guy... Damon Lillard is a star. Right. No question. I know we got about a minute before we get out of here, but yesterday the biggest name in free agency, uh, they've finally released him. It's about time. I almost went to the game last night, but I'm glad I canceled. Joe Johnson got released yesterday. Uh, they found waivers, so basically they outpaid his contract. Um, so now he's a free agent. He's looking to, you know, LeBron James is now holding back for him to come to the Cavs, to be a, a role player now, Joe Johnson. I think that's your role now in the NBA. Um, some other teams are after him right now, but what's your take on Joe Johnson? What's next for him? That would be a huge uh, pickup for the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. if they can get a Joe Johnson. Because he's going to come, if, if he comes off the bench, he's coming off the bench like, shoot, like Livingston over in Golden State. He's coming off the bench like yeah. um, Equidala in Golden State. Yeah. He's going to come off the bench as a starter. So that would be awesome for them to get to get that guy. Yeah, I think he's. I think Cleveland may be the favorite. Obviously, he wants to get to a playoff championship contending team because it's time for him to get a ring and he gets to make his choice now. You know, as a free agent, he gets to pick. Finally, he's he's affordable. Um, you know, coming off the biggest contract in the NBA the past couple of years, when next to Kobe, uh, uh-huh. Joe Johnson was the second highest paid player in the NBA. So. Uh, he finally gets to make his choice, you know, where he wants to land at and where he wants to go. And that's that's the biggest name in the free agency right now. So, well, unfortunately, we out of time. We got to get out of here. Uh, thank you for Kwame for calling in. I know you're making your trip to Indianapolis. I hope you have a safe trip. And, I'm on a plane now with all this noise. Yeah, I hope you have a safe trip and let me know how it ends. Uh, we'll, we'll get together on Monday. Uh, we'll be back here Monday. Thank you all for tuning in today. Listen to Kwame Lasher Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey, and we'll be catching you on Monday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasher Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.